do 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 do. Welcome for a nap time, nap time episode. We're going to do a nap time episode. Bonus nap time episode. Thank you for joining us today for a nap time. It's been a while since we've done one. In case you forgot what they are, we're going to read your own story back to you and then tell you some stuff about it. Yeah. (laughs) It's listener stories. Listener stories. And a friendly reminder, this could be you. If you email us at dentalworldpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So if you've been thinking, gosh, that what they talked about today sounds so much like something I've been experiencing, send us an email. All right. Am I ready to get started? You are. Okay. So I have an email from listener Daviana. I love Daviana. Oh, love you, girl. Love, love you, you, girl. Thanks for the email. Gosh, you guys got your Southern draw back on for that one. You gotta love do what it. you gotta do. She says, hey, Dream Team. First of all, let me say I love the podcast. Thank you. I look forward to listening every week so much that I can finally tell the difference between Lexi and Tasha's voice. LOL. It was hard at first. Congratulations. Yeah. Even sometimes they can't tell the difference no, between literally, themselves. Literally, when I listen back, sometimes I'm like, mm, I can't remember if that was me. Who was said that, that me? or Tasha or was that, that you? So I can only imagine how hard it is for other people if I don't even know it's my own voice. <laughs> so we're going to give you an imaginary star and you can place that star on your back. Or is that forehead? Is it? Or maybe it's pat the back. Pat give yourself the a pat on the back. Yeah, that's it. So that's I'm just going to give you a brownie point then. She's on pregnancy brain mode today. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's Continue. read her dream. So she says, before I tell you the dream, I have a backstory. A close family member of mine has been dating this guy and she really likes him. So she talks about him a lot. I have seen pictures of him, but I have never met him in person just yet. His grandmother passed away. He has been really struggling with this loss because he was really close to her and she was really involved in raising him. In the last days, sorry, in the days after that, I would always ask about him, etc. Okay, on to the dream. Me and a few of my family members were at what seemed like an airport front area. It was our first time meeting because we had planned to and we were excited. When we got to him, he was in a wheelchair. He was rolling himself in the wheelchair, so he wasn't paralyzed or anything, just hurt. When we got closer to him, he hugged my family member and picked her up, but he seemed to have a limp and was very sore. After that, it was like some kind of magic came over him, and as time went on, he wasn't in the wheelchair anymore. He wasn't hurt anymore, and he was feeling better. He wasn't crying and was not grieving as much as he was when we were first seeing him. When I woke up, I was all out of whack. This dream felt very vivid, and I don't have vivid dreams often. Before I had this dream, I told my family member that we should meet because she wants us to, and after the death in family, I told her that we should meet him and have dinner or something, and then I had this dream. The message I got from the dream is that we need to surround him with love and be there for him. Him being hurt in the wheelchair seems to me like it was showing that he is hurt emotionally and physically, and my family said that he really is having a hard time over his grandmother passing. I told my family member and she said, wow, that is wild and I haven't even met him, but he's important to me because he makes my family member happy and he's important to her. Dream team, did I get the message right? Please decipher this for me and I can't wait to hear. If I have any updates, I'll let you know. That's a great dream. It is a great dream. Also, I would just love to say Daviana sounds like an amazing family member or friend. Like, I love how she says because he's important to her family member, he's important to her. Just a friendly reminder to be supportive of your family and stuff. I don't know. Of course. It's just so nice. Yeah. She is super nice, by the way. I just feel like, like people nowadays don't always have the mindset of, oh, I'm happy for you. It's a lot of, oh. Like jealousy. Jealousy right. and stuff like that. So it's refreshing to hear that. <laughs> True. It's nice to be nice to the nice. Yes. And also, I'm very sorry for his loss. 
Um, but anyway, getting into deciphering your dream, um, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here <laughs> with what you said you think it means. But dreaming of an airport represents motivation and direction. And dreaming of someone being injured basically means what it most likely does in real life, that you're sad or scared for this person, that they're hurt. And dreaming of someone being healed represents that there are necessary changes that need to be made. So like I said before, I think you're on the right track with this dream, especially since the feelings during the dream are the biggest indicator to us of what they mean. So if you feel as though it is necessary for action to be taken, um, being there for him and showing him that he's loved in order to heal, then I think you're correct. <laughs> yeah, no, I would I would say that's correct as well. It, it aligns right. well, like motivation and direction to do something. You're seeing him being injured and you can see that there's action that needs to be taken. So and you, so, you can tell that that's what he needs. And I, I mean, I just think that's an overall like rule in life that love can heal. Yep. So there that's all I had to say. Oh, okay. She kinda, you interpreted your own dream for me pretty well. <laughs> She's like, thanks, Davion. I didn't have to do any work. <laughs> uh, no, that was a really great dream, though. All right. So I'm going next, I think. Yep. All right. So this is uh, from a soon-to-be listener. Uh, she is a hygienist that I was uh, at the dentist talking to uh, recently. And it was just before we did our most recent sleep paralysis episode, and she had an experience she shared with me and told me I could share on the podcast. So her name is Natalie, and she said, when I was 18, I took a break from college to travel for a semester. When I came back to the U.S., I stayed at my dad's house with my mom until it was time for school to start again. My parents were separated at the time, and my dad was out of the country visiting with his family. One evening, I was sitting in my room, winding down for bed. I was sipping on some tea while looking on my phone. As I looked around the room, I noticed that the light penetrated three quarters of the room, but the fourth corner was dark. This made me a little uncomfortable, but I continued with what I was doing, when suddenly I saw this black figure come out of the corner and float over me. I tried to scream and run away, but no sound would come from my mouth, and my body would not move. I was so terrified. I just closed my eyes and began praying. It felt like it took forever, but was probably only a few seconds. When I opened my eyes again, the figure was gone, and I was able to move again. I ran as fast as I could up to my mom and told her about what happened. Luckily, she believed me, but she was not able to give me any answers on what it was or why it attacked me. This has bothered me a lot over the years. Why me? Why that day? My dad is a very negative person, so my first thoughts were that this might be a dark spirit left here when he left. But why would it stay? Wouldn't it go with him? I have also been told that what I experienced was sleep paralysis, but I know that I wasn't asleep. I was sitting up in bed drinking tea while looking at my phone, not even lying down. What do you think? Well, first off, real quick, does she know what sleep paralysis is? She didn't before. But now she might. But now she had told this story to people and they told her, oh, you were experiencing sleep paralysis. But she's like, no, because I wasn't asleep. Yeah, I was still awake. Right. Now, just um, while I was in the office with her, I did ask her if she was at a pivotal point in her life where she would be making any big decisions. And she said no, that she had just come back from Europe but she was returning to the same college and starting the same program that she had left. So, um, and she never experienced it again, only just that one time. So 
I don't. I don't think it was sleep paralysis. I, honestly, my guess would be that if her dad is a negative person and just kind of has that kind of energy around him, maybe it is something that's come to that house because of her dad. And I don't know how that world works. Maybe they're not allowed just to leave. Like, maybe it came to her because it was like, well, I don't know where he's at. <laughs> Could be. And she did, she did, I do remember now that she did say that that house did have some other things that would happen occasionally, but they weren't like scary things. But um, I would definitely say I think that one is just a paranormal experience, though. Yeah. And the reason why I asked her about the pivotal life change is just because I know personally of people in my life who have had a scary experience, something like this, right before they were about to make a big decision that was going to be a super positive influence on their life and Mm -hmm. make their life so much better. So. I mean, my personal feeling, if you believe in in God and Satan, I kind of feel like if you're going to make a good decision that's going to make you closer to God, sometimes the devil steps in and tries to scare you out of making that decision. So I, that's why I was wondering if it was something like that for her. Yeah, that's but it, interesting. But it wasn't. But I wonder, I, I do kind of agree with you that it was kind of like, well, can I can I intimidate you? Can yeah, it's I, like my, my normal buddy's gone. <laughs> But I thought I found that it was interesting that she immediately prayed, which I also believe in prayer and, you know, that you can command them to leave. And so, honestly, that's probably why she never experienced again, because that's the route she took. She just closed her eyes and was like, get out of here. I do not want you here. Yep. And made it leave. Well, and she mentioned that she feels strongly that it was that particular, like, route or, like, she feels a strong way. So I think regardless of what other people are going to say, like, oh, it was sleep paralysis or is this oh, or is that? Like, yeah. if you have like a gut feeling that that particular circumstance or experience was whatever you believe it to be, then that's probably what it was, regardless yeah. of what anyone else is going to say or suggest or Just whatever. like with Davey on his dream. Like the way that you feel when an experience is happening can tell you a lot about what it was. Yep. Yeah, although I did find it interesting because she told me this the morning of our recording of our sleep paralysis episode, and then when I was going through some of the information I had, it said that you can experience it also if you're doing something that's boring. Like Like meditating or... Like if you're doing something where you're not like active, that it can happen to you. Like if your brain's more mellow? Yeah, like your brain could kind of go to sleep technically... But or your your body could kind of go into a sleep mode. Yeah, I don't know how it happens. Sorry, that's not very scientific. But I do remember it <laughs> said that, and so I thought, oh yeah, before when she was first telling me that, I'm like, how could it be sleep paralysis if you weren't asleep? But then in in the article we read, what was it, last week? Yeah, last week the one we recorded. Yeah, that we released last Sunday. Sleep paralysis the Sunday before this episode's going to come out. This is a nap time. Yes, so this is going to come out on Wednesday. Right, so not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before. Yes, yes. yes. So I'm saying it won't be the sleep paralysis episode Sunday. Yes, Sunday. It was the be... Sunday back. Yes. Okay. Why are we <laughs> wow. still talking about Honestly, this? Honestly, why did it matter though? <laughs> it, it, it does. It, it does. It. Anyway, okay. I'm going to throw it over to Tosh now. Okay. So I have a story from a listener, Chantel. Thank you for allowing us to share your experience. Yes, thank you. This was also related to the sleep paralysis episode that was released. So this is in response to that. So she says, my husband woke up to take the dogs outside while I was still sleeping. I started to dream that there was a scary man in my bedroom. 
that looked as though he had just broken out from prison. My bedroom was basically at the foot of the, oh, excuse me, my bathroom was basically at the foot of my bed at the time, and he was staring at me as though he wanted to kill me. The entire time that I saw this dude, I could 100% hear and register my husband talking to the dogs outside. I was trying to scream for him or get up and run away, but I could not make noise and I could not move. I didn't snap out of it until my dogs jumped onto me. That's a long time. It's terrifying. If you think about how long he's got to get up and like at least throw on some shoes or something, grab the dogs, go outside, and then depending on how long it takes to do their duty, it's not like a 30-second thing. Unless he didn't throw shoes on. (laughs) Even then, it's not a 30-second thing. Depending on the weather. (laughs) It's just not a quick thing. Right. Most, I think most sleep paralysis episodes are super fast, and that seems very long. Well, I feel like it probably feels longer than it actually is. Like, wouldn't you say someone's sleep paralysis episode may have been only a couple seconds to a couple minutes, but felt like 10 minutes? Yeah. Like, to the person experiencing it? But I'm just saying just because it took the dogs going outside, using the bathroom, coming back in and jumping on her, that I would say at least a minute. Probably a couple longer. Yeah, probably a couple minutes. So I'm just saying that seems like a very long episode. (laughs) And then she does also go on to say, um, she says, I have random night terrors, but that's the one where I had like the worst paralysis. She says, fun fact about my night terrors, though I only have them if my bathroom doors are not opened or both closed. She says, I have a Jack and Jill bathroom. So if one door is open while the other side is closed, I have a 95% chance of having a night terror. That is an interesting, like, observation. That is very interesting. Like, I wonder what enticed that connection. I guess if you have them enough, you just start to notice. Especially, I guess, if it's right at the end of her bed. That's true. She would see it. So I'm wondering if it's a situation where, like, if you're laying in bed and you sit up, you'd look right into the bathroom. Like, the door would be at the bottom of your bed frame, essentially. Yeah, but, yeah. And then she said if they're both open, it's fine. And if they're both closed, closed it's fine. It's when it's one, one open, open, one, one closed. closed, whether it's the her side of the bedroom or the other side of the bedroom. So that would be interesting because then if you if your side is closed but the other side's open, you'd still wake up and see it closed and you wouldn't really register that the other one's open until you went into the bathroom. And then she's probably like, oh, yep, they did it again. Oh, that dang door's open. But then I'm also kind of like, I'm not doubting or saying that that's not accurate or that that can't be true, but like, it's just interesting. Why would that particular thing make a night terror situation come about? It, is that interesting? I mean, yes, we all know I like paranormal stuff, so it's easy for me to say it's paranormal. But that seems more paranormal because I'm there's no medical. I can't think of any medical correlation that you could make to a door being open or closed determining if you have a night terror or not. Okay, hold on. I'm rereading this just to make sure I'm like accurate. Well, and, oh, sorry. I just very quickly was going to say, though, I think some of that, I don't know if she experiences anxiety or anything like that, but like 
me with anxiety, I will remember like specifically what I was wearing if like I didn't feel good. And almost in my mind, I'm kind of like, if I wear that again, I'm like exposing myself sounding crazy. But like, like if I wear those pajamas again tonight, I'm not going to feel good, which then maybe Uh, makes me not feel good. So I wonder if she happened to notice like both the doors were closed and I didn't. So now if I leave one open, I'm going to have a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And if she just has that in her mind, she might be making it happen. That makes sense. But I am reading. I just was like, okay, let me reread this just so that we're all on the same page here. She does say, I'm going to read word for word. I have a Jack and Jill bathroom. So if the one to my room is open and the other is closed, I have a 95% chance of having a night terror. Okay, so that was my bad. So it's not either flip-flop. It's if if she opens her eyes and wakes up and the bathroom door to her is open and the other side is closed, that's when she notices she has night terrors. Interesting. Not the other way around. Yeah, so... That would make more sense. Two frames of thought. Is there some kind of paranormal being in the bathroom that's like, <laughs> can't go anywhere but in her room if that other door is open? Although paranormal, they can should be able to walk through the door, but hey. We don't know. But don't I know. also kind of think what Lexi's saying too is it's like, if if it makes you feel safer to have them both open or both closed, then that could alleviate your stress and yeah. then you wouldn't have a dream. Potentially. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's no way for us to know in her situation for sure. True. No. And now I feel like I'm going down like a rabbit hole. But what if there's a portal in the bathroom? <laughs> oh my it's, gosh. I'm just saying. It could be. Portals to hell, man. That was actually pretty good. Jack yeah, there's o- a Jack show. Osborne's very interesting. I like that show. Yeah, I like it too. Actually, if you're going to watch... Okay, side note here. We're going off track a little bit. But if you would like to watch a paranormal ghost hunting type show, watch Peril... Or, excuse me, Portals to Hell... I don't know what episode, but oh. it is the Savannah, Georgia Theater. Yeah. I don't know what season or what episode it is, but that is one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Yeah. Tasha came over and was just watching TV with me, and I was watching that, and we watched that. We were both seriously like, what's happening? Also, there was one other episode we watched, and I noticed something that the directors didn't even notice yeah. until like after the episode ended. And then they put up like a little like disclaimer type of thing. And it said, after, you know, reviewing footage and producing da-da-da, we did notice this. And I'm like, I noticed that within like the first 20 seconds. <laughs> I know. What's that other one that I was watching that I was telling you about? I know it happens in Louisiana where they like investigate the city of Morgan City, haunting of Morgan City. I watched those with you. That, they go to like different locations yeah. within the same area. That was so good. I would recommend that one too. And then, of course, Kindred Spirits. I've talked oh, yeah. about it a ton. 100%. We it love just, Kindred Spirits. Their first episode was this last Sunday, the 20th. No, Friday. What day I don't was know. the 20th? Friday. Friday night, the 20th. So, anyways, there's some recommendations for some. <laughs> you didn't Paranormal. ask, but we told you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us. We would love to do more of these episodes. So, yeah, send us some emails. And we will see you again on our next nap time. Bye. Bye.